Well, I just said I watched Empire. Okay, look, John and I have been together for 10 years, married for two. Do you think I would really let this whole relationship transpire if he hadn't watched Star Wars and still has not watched Star Wars? I I have standards, Kit. Hey there, Internet. I'm Annie. I'm Kit. I'm Mr. Annie. And this is the Gem Jam, where we do an episode-by-episode recap of the 1980s cartoon Gem and the Holograms, because both it and the comic are truly outrageous. Uh, This week we are covering IDW's Gem and the Holograms annual number one, subtitled The Outrageous Annual. It is double the page count of usual months, and boy, it packs a lot of outrageousness into it, don't you think? We should probably explain why John's here. Right. That too. Mac is basically, how does she describe herself this morning? Quote, I sound like a woman who has spent her whole life smoking four packs of Virginia Slims a day while gargling razor blades. The last part being how it feels. So Mac's a little out of commission today. So, uh, so we pulled in John, my husband, to pinch hit. And I've never read a gym comic. I've, I've described them to him with a lot of glee and excitement in my voice. So obviously it got a little garbled. I guess we're basically going to be telling John in particular exactly what happens in this issue. We hope to have Mackenzie back soon, everybody. As a refresher, this is not actually a story issue. This is going to be basically four different micro stories with a frame narrative. So we're not going to get any like new plot developments here, but there's plenty of fun stuff that ties into the main storyline. So you brought me in for a non-canonical thing? Only the best for you, honey. I guess so. And uh, it's worth noting that all of these are written by Kelly Thompson, but art and colors are by a different set of artists each time. Uh, Our frame narrative is by uh, Kelly Thompson and Amy Meberson, and our frame is called Wired. The narrative isn't exactly clear in here, but I believe this is actually what happens the night they get back from the concert they put on at the end of issue six. So we start with all the holograms uh, coming home to their house and basically just getting ready for bed and taking off all of her makeup and unhologramming themselves. So they are... I'm, I'm actually a big fan here about how like everybody else has a hard time getting done after the concert and Jerrica's just like, whoop, not Jim anymore. Awesome. What I love is that she de-gems directly into her pajamas. Was she wearing those at the concert? Dude, it gets even better. These pajamas are totally like an original generation Jerrica outfit. I think these are the pajamas she was wearing when Starlight House caught on fire in episode two. And to be fair, if you could cover yourself up with uh, a hologram constantly, wouldn't you just wear the most comfortable thing you could possibly imagine all the time? I also really love Aja's enormous pile of used makeup wipes. Yeah, I just noticed that. It's delightful. So the holograms are, of course, like, just after their show, they all feel incredible. Aja's very happy that she wasn't hospitalized this time. That's something that she'll be able to milk for a couple of more years, at least. Oh, God, yeah. And then Aja's like, now this is probably what it feels like to be Kimber all the time, which is adorable. (laughs) Yeah, Kimber, like, tries to take offense to it, but she's like, "That's, that's probably true. Wired and exhausted. Kimber does not have the grounds to dispute this. So the girls decide that since they're all too wired to sleep, they are just going to sit down and have a movie night. And it turns out Synergy is also a Netflix. So they curl up and just watch The Room all night, right? Sadly, no. That actually might be less weird. 
What is Kimber singing the theme song to? Because I couldn't identify it. That's Muppet Babies. Oh my god. Anyway, the holograms can't agree on a movie and Kimber's got her face buried in a bowl of popcorn. That's gonna do awful things to her complexion. Yeah, but Kimber is a growing baby giraffe. She needs all that popcorn oil. Aja wants sci-fi and Shayna says fantasy, which I guess means she considers Star Wars to be fantasy, which is fair. Approximately six minutes later. They're all passed out. Except for oh, Synergy, no. who oh. is creepily watching them. Synergy doesn't sleep. She's always watching. She always was watching. And uh, Kimber is somehow like, everybody else is just kind of on the couch. Kimber somehow worked her way underneath the coffee table. And devoured all the popcorn over the course of like six minutes. Again, she's a growing baby giraffe. She also has just a text bubble that says adorable snoring coming from her. Isn't that the same text bubble she had in the hospital when Aja was there? I think it absolutely was. I think this is just what Kimber does. So we sort of fade out and we fade into our first dream sequence. Which Isn't is this an anime? This is Jem's dream sequence and it is Jem Wolf. Has Kelly Thompson been reading my fan fiction? So this is like Michael J. Fox, Teen Wolf. Where's the puffy vest? No, the wrong Michael J. Fox. Oh. But this is still pretty heavy, Doc. Okay, good. So Jem sort of snaps up into her dream to discover that she is a basketball player. And she's like, I don't even play basketball. And they're all begging her to change. Everybody knows. Everyone loves Jem Wolf. Do it, do it, do it. That's her name, Jem Wolf. And then she changes. And werewolfing makes you good at basketball. Gem Wolf's incredible at basketball. And one girl, after she wins the game, is taking a selfie with Gem Wolf. I love how confused Gem Wolf is. I'm a really big fan of, like, the person in the lower left-hand corner who is basically staring at Gem Wolf. In fact, everyone is staring at Gem Wolf, and they all look like they're on the verge of a religious experience. And they crowd surf her out of the gym. So after the game, everyone else is done in the locker room because they have to go to a celebration for, I guess, winning the basketball game. Gem Wolf, meanwhile, decides that instead she's going to have a conversation with Synergy Wolf. And Synergy Wolf goes cough, which is go apparently going to be significant later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Synergy seems to have some kind of an illness in each one of these dreams. It's because of Tekrat. Because he hacked it. He hacked the holograms. Well, that arc is called viral. Yeah, you know, that would make sense. I figured it out. You have the biggest grin on your face right now. I don't even read the comic. Yeah, I figured it out. Good job. Anyway, foreshadowing! Yay! And we get an entire scene all about Jerrica's insecurities. Yeah, Gem Wolf is having a bit of a crisis of, of faith, if you will. Identity? Yeah, identity crisis. Yeah, probably. Really? But. Jerrica and Jim have an identity crisis plot? It's, I know, it's, it sounds completely wild and unprecedented, but you're going to have to work with me here. Okay. And one bit that I particularly like in this small conversation is uh, Synergy Wolf calls her Jim. She says, that's not my name. My name is Jerrica. Not when you look like this. Yes, even when I look like this. I mean, I'm still me inside where it matters. I'm still me. Is that really true? Which is, I think it's a nice way to sort of bring up some of the questions that Jem is going to have to deal with as the comic is sort of going to go forward, especially because we're actually acting as though the Jem identity is something to be concerned about. Jerrica decides to go to the party as Jerrica and not Jem Wolf. And the holograms aren't too impressed by this decision. Yeah, they're like, oh, the wolf is definitely more fun, which is, uh, the holograms are the most out of character in this, specifically. Which probably says something about Jerrica's insecurities with regards to even her sisters. Yeah, this is this is very much a coming from a Jerrica who does not 
have a whole lot of faith in herself, really. And sort of puts that upon her sisters of everybody else thinking that Jem is going to be obviously the more important character. Which is funny because in the cartoon she absolutely is. But hey look, Rio's here. Rio's like, hey, what happened to Jem Wolf? Jerrica's like, oh, I, I, I thought you didn't like her so much. And Rio also really likes Jem Wolf over Jerrica. Yeah, Dream Rio is a big fan of Jem Wolf because she's like, she's actually pretty great and everybody likes her. And you gotta give people what they want, right? Before she can dwell too much on this, the holograms are on stage and they say, we have a request, we need to sing a song now. Everyone's saying she should turn into Jem. Jerrick is like, I-, I think I'll try singing the song like this. And we get another, like, hilariously out of character panel of the holograms saying, don't be silly, you can't do it as Jerrica. It's the whole reason you have Jem in the first place. Stop making it so hard on yourself. And she chokes. She absolutely chokes. And it's really sad. And... Oh, I feel so bad for Jerrica. She has so many issues. She has no faith in the idea that her sisters would support her no matter what. Seems like dream logic to me. Well, it's also anxiety logic, because no matter how many times somebody says to you how much they genuinely enjoy your company, your brain just goes, oh, they're just saying that. Everyone hates you. It's the worst. You're an imposition on everyone. Anyway, she runs off into the woods. And that appears to be the end of the sequence. She chokes, she runs off, she falls, and she's just, "I, I can't do it. No. And that's where her dream ends. And it's a well, real- that's horribly depressing. It's a real freaking downer to go on something that started out with werewolves playing yeah. basketball. Yeah, you'd think for a Teen Wolf homage, it wouldn't be such a bummer, but here we are. Nah, they, they really set us up for a gut punch. Hey, we got gem babies on the cover. You know what's in here? Punches to the gut. <laughs> Fun. Before we can dwell on that too much. Beyond the Thunder Rotunda. Yeah, we're going to pop into our next dream sequence. Angry Aja Beyond Thunder Rotunda. So we open on a lizard. Unfortunately, it is not a limp lizard. Oh, shoot. Which is the only thing that could possibly improve this. And Aja's having just as much fun as we are. Ah, she totally is. She just blows out of the distance in... A freaking awesome car. Which looks kind of like the pursuit vehicle that Mad Max drove, but not really. But there's, you know, spikes on it. There's an exposed engine. It's got a spoiler on the back that looks like it's about to take flight. And unfortunately, the only thing it lacks is gas. So uh, so Aja sees a settlement off in the distance, looks through her binoculars to find Negotiate Town. It might as well be called Blarder Town. And Aja, more or less, in dialogue form, looks directly into the camera like on The Office. She's like, oh, something seems familiar about all this. You don't say. She's pretty uh, movie savvy in this. And then she uh, hires an urchin to protect her car. Yeah, is this a is this a thing? From Mad Max? Yeah. This is like shades of the feral kid from the Road Warrior. So we've got a little urchin girl that Aja basically is like, what could I have to do to have you keep an eye on my car? And that includes not stripping parts of it for yourself. The urchin tries to go for her guitar. And Aja's like, uh, nope. How about a Walkman instead? It's a freaking Walkman. It's got a tape cassette and everything. So she puts the headphones on the kid just to be like, okay, this is what this is. And it starts playing We Don't Need Another Hero. It's beautiful. Aja promises her the tape deck and uh, she'll give her the headphones uh, when she comes back and the car is fine. The urchin adores this idea and then perches herself on top of the car screaming, get away, mine. My favorite thing about this next panel is that the sound effects are just random yelling sounds of violence and stuff. I like sounds of violence and stuff. Yeah, they're nice. They're sort of a very self-aware shorthand for sound effects in here. Her guitar gets yoinked. By a mysterious masked bandit. In a big cape. With slightly blue hair. 
oh my god, Aja actually screams cowabunga. She tackles the bandit, screams cowabunga, they wrestle, and then they are only stopped by the appearance of anti-synergy. And we get her coughing again. Anti-synergy says, no arguments, you will have to settle this in the... Thunderdome. Oh, Thunder Rotunda. Yeah. Where they chant, two women will enter, one woman will exit. So the mysterious stranger tackles her and they fight again. Hold on, hold on. Before you, before you switch the page, does the mask blow off and it's a picture of herself? Okay, we're not covering Empire Strikes Back until the next one. Oh, okay. My mistake. But yes. And as soon as Aja sees that she's fighting herself, she's like, nope, I like myself too much. I'm not going to punch her in the face. She even like turns back to the screaming crowd. It's like, I'll fight you all before I hit someone who's already down. Uh, unfortunately, Aja's reign of destruction is cut short by the arrival of three mysterious strangers rappelling down from the top of the uh, the Thunder Rotunda. Are they mysterious misfits? No. no, the other holograms. Yeah, the other holograms. But their outfits are totally sweet. So, uh, so the holograms embrace. They're all like really glad to see each other. They're, they're back. They're here to back them up. Aja sort of decides that the apocalyptic loner lifestyle is not quite what she hoped it would be. And she gives her mysterious stranger double her guitar and the headphones and the keys to the car. Uh, the double face stranger is like, you don't need it. It's this really schmoopy, like, cute moment that actually does work still. Aja looking back on her family and saying, nah, I got everything I need. Aja's very much a character who knows who she is and what she wants. It, it seems like what this issue is saying is like, she may like to go out and do stuff on her own, but at the end of the day, she's totally devoted to her sisters. And then the next page, we got the war rig. They have the war rig. Uh, because I was just like, I, I gave away my car. I don't know how we're leaving here. And uh, they're like, we have a truck. And it's the Fury Road war rig. And it makes me really happy. Asha takes over driving and they drive off into the Wasteland sunset together in the freaking war rig. So we get into our fourth dream of the issue, which is Shayna's dream called Shayna Wars. Because apparently Shayna's favorite movie is Empire Strikes Back. Can't she get even more perfect? Oh, Shayna. Good old Shayna. Didn't she bring up Star Wars like in, in like issue three or something? She just made like a couple Star Wars jokes and it's like, I'm so glad they're following up on that. And it turns out Shayna is a hyper fashionable, adorable little purple blueberry who loves Star Wars. So Shayna wakes up in... Not, not an X-Wing. Yeah, not an X-Wing. Generic starfighter. That shoots out uh, a trail of... Pink sparkles. Pink sparkle smoke, yeah. And Shayna is practically lucid dreaming here. She's completely aware of the of the dream that she's having and what movie she in. Does she do this regularly? Just Is this just how Shayna dreams? Shayna's just like getting out of her not X-Wing. It's like, sure, sure, dream of my favorite movie. And this is the part I gotta be in. The super swampy gross part. I.e. not Dagobah. So, of course, mm. she meets not Yoda. Which is just a really tiny synergy. Synerda? Yodergy. Yodergy! It's a very tiny, very tiny synergy. With, still with the flowing hair and everything, but also wearing a little ragged cloak. And Shane is like, well, given the themes of this, one of my favorite movies of all time, I suppose I'm here because I'm struggling with a choice. Synergy coughs again. Have you picked up a theme yet? foreshadowing and synergy also is just like well beat around the bush you do not young shayna shayna's just like fine let's do this thing and then the next page is way too much time later as she's going through her training which is threading a needle basically you know you're allowed to use a needle threader shayna there's no shame in this 
Yoder G comes up and, and basically she pops up with, okay, fine, let's actually get down to the conversation of what the stream is supposed to be about. Yeah, Synergy tells her that the conflict that she is having is in her soul. Synergy says some creepy things, some creepy cryptic things, and Shana goes, oh no, I'm going to the creepy cave. And then it just cuts right to the, the creepy cave because she doesn't waste any time. And uh, she's even like, don't freak out. You know what's in here. It's going to be your dad, but he's got your face. I'm pretty sure that is actually galactic standard. Is that? I think so. Yeah, because she hears a tiny bit of uh, something that looks like it's in some kind of code, but might I be galactic, think it's standard. galactic standard. And the rest of the couple of pages are in galactic standard. Wow, that means you can probably translate this if this is actually galactic standard. Right. Either way, it's in some kind of code, some kind of symbol code that I didn't look up. Uh, And Shayna has sort of a dream sequence here. Inside her dream sequence. Right. This next page is just like a fashion show with a really awesome logo for her name. And then the next page is, I guess, her ruining her relationship with her sisters. I'm guessing these are all statements of her sisters sort of being abandoned by her. The song lyrics are talking about falling and failing and it's making it scream, so... It's a bad dream version of uh, of More, 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 the hologram song. So, Sheena runs out of the creepy cave, finds her ship, gets back into it, but her training is not ready. She can't stay because her friends need her. Shayna flies off knowing that she's probably going to lose a hand or something, but they're her family, so she has to go help them. We leave with the Yodergy just saying, be back, you will. So this was Shayna's dream. So obviously this is going to be talking about her needing to choose between uh, her fashion career and her family and her band, which is definitely something we've been building towards. And we saw the beginnings of that in issue seven, which this canonically takes place before. And then on that kind of bummer ending, very next page after that, is an explosion. It's a glitter explosion. This is Kimber's dream, Gem Babies. She's singing into a giraffe. There's a lot going on here. And it's not just like these characters, but they're tiny. This is absolutely a Muppet Babies thing. Everybody's in slightly tinier outfits of their usual outfits. They're all hanging out on top of cribs because there's two cribs in the Muppet Babies nursery. Yeah. And uh, we start with them singing like... A very, very, very simple version of more, more, more that apparently just contains the word laser beam over and over Uh, again. She says sci-fi at the beginning. And things. Beam things. I like beam things. It's also kind of interesting that uh, Kimber seems to be the lead singer in her dream. Yeah, I was about to say that. Earlier, like in issue seven, there was sort of a slightly building towards Kimber being jealous of Jerrica thingy. This possibly is playing on that. Kimber sees herself as the lead of the band. Anyway, the Misfits show up and crash the Gem Babies concert. With the very simplified version of, uh, it might be Attack of the Night, I forget. But it's one of their songs. And they have simplified the lyrics down to rush, 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 and crush, crush, crush. And Kimber's like, these Misfits have got to be stopped. And I guess Aja and Shana are playing the part of the peanut gallery in this episode. Because while the holograms are singing, Aja's just like, there's a lot of beams in this song. And here she's like, I, I gotta be honest, I feel like both bands' lyrics could use some work. <laughs> oh, and there's a baby Rio in there too, I guess. Oh god, I just noticed him. Hello, baby Rio. Why is baby Rio here? This is also where we get like a wide pan of the uh, of the Misfits Holograms nursery that apparently they both share. And, uh, and their decor is both pretty great. I like the Misfits Death Castle. It's magnificent. It's all like skulls and lightning bolts. The holograms and the misfits basically line up for a baby version of a Marvel comic book cover. I was thinking more of a snap bite. Crazy. Cool. Crazy. Cool. Yeah. 
they're about ready to, I, I don't know, like, slap fight, yeah. wherever the heck babies do, when they're interrupted by Synergy, who in this one is Nanny from the Muppet Babies, and therefore has striped socks, slippers, and is never seen from, like, maybe about the thigh up. They even call her Synergy Nanny. Shouldn't it be Sinner Nanny? Nanergy? Nanergy! <laughs> Really, a lot of missed opportunities in this comic. We get uh, Synergy sneezing again, which if this is foreshadowing, does it mean that Synergy can reach into people's dreams? Wom. But Nanergy doesn't really want them to fight so much, so she bought them something, but they can only keep her if you promise to share her and take good care of her. And it's like... The most adorable kitty cat. It's pretty kawaii freaking e. So of course they argue over the name of the kitten. I'll call him Mittens because he'd make a fine pair of them. And then they're like, well, we'll call her Misfit. The holograms are obviously against that because they're like, yeah, I, you wouldn't let us name her hologram as Rio. You know, the even in, in like, yeah, Rio just sort of disapproves in the corner. While he also doesn't seem to have participated in the naming argument, he just sort of sticks his head in from the side. Like, also, I'm here. Yeah, he doesn't say anything. Why is Rio here? The perennial question. Shana suggests a compromise. And Roxy immediately pops in with Hollow Fit. Uh, Hollow Fit is obviously terrible. Stormer suggests Miss Graham. They're like, yeah, Miss Graham. Is there a pun here that I'm not getting? I think it's just because it sounds like a name. So Stormer gets a turn to pet the cat, and Kimber comes up for her turn. And oh god, oh god, it's cute. It's all cute. There's Kimber and Stormer and a cat, and everything's cute. This is all my weaknesses. Uh, hold on, they're not robots, kid. If they were lesbian robots with a tiny adorable cat, I would really be in trouble. So Kimber gets a great idea. They're going to perform a concert for a cat. <laughs> All of them. All of them are going to put on a concert for a cat that will definitely be, like, not paying attention. And uh, Kimber and Storm are apparently going to write a song together. They're trying to come up with words that rhyme with kitten. Mitten, written, gitten, sitten. Stormer suggests smitten. And then Stormer brings up a very good point, which is, how will we get them to agree to sing it all together? Kimber, of course, has some kind of shenanigans plan. Pizzazz can't ever resist a dare. Yeah, she dared. She dared Pizzazz to sing with them. Double dog dared her, even. Ooh, she went straight for the triple dog dare. Um, a slight breach in etiquette. Yeah, I was about to say. So this is, this is their kitten song. You're our favorite kitten even when you're just sitting. You, you made mean. us all smitten. We love you, kitten. You can see where it's written. You made us all smit. We love you, kitten. Stupid pizzazz. We come back to our frame narrative. Kimber wakes up underneath the coffee table. What she takes from her dream is, you can't trust the misfits even when they're adorable little babies. Words to live by, really. <laughs> Synergy, of course, is still awake because she never sleeps and she's always watching. Always watching. So she and Synergy kind of wrap this whole issue up with, I have a feeling we've got lots of big days ahead of us. You are right, Kimber. And then Synergy starts in with, like, basically an ominous speech that Kimber is way too tired to hear. <laughs> she's, it's like, I'm way too tired for ominous premonitions. Like, sorry. Like, it sounds like something out of the end of the first episode of some kind of, like, Avatar or something. Yeah. You four have become something larger than any of you could possibly imagine. Yeah, I guess. There is still so much to come. You, yeah, I'm like, nice energy. Good night, Kimber. Poor synergy. She probably rehearsed that. She did. Oh, she She's totally been waiting did. to spring it on one of them at the, at 
at any point. As soon as somebody wakes up, it's like, I have this great idea. It's going to be this <laughs> spooky speech. And that's the end. That's the end. That is our gem annual. We had Kelly Thompson writing on this. We had Jen Bartell, Agnes Grabowska, Rebecca Isaacs, Ariel Jovalenos, and A.B. Meberson. I gotta say, I loved all the different styles we had on this. Yeah, all the different art styles, like, were really awesome. Mm-hmm. And that wraps up the long month of gem comics. <laughs> I'm gonna go sleep for a week now. Please, IDW, don't do this. Don't do this to us again. I don't think Kit can take it. Please, for the love of God, don't release a gem comic for another four weeks. Kit, you're basically like our producer. You put together all of the episodes. You make our dumb voices come out into something remotely resembling jokes. Kit, you you've done a great job this month. <laughs> I've done nothing but edit this podcast. Oh, how, honey. How, how many comics came out this month? Three. Three. Ugh. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. With our regular update schedule on top of that. I mean, not to say we're not looking forward to the comic. We still love the comic. Just, I need a break. Join us, uh, hopefully, next month or at the end of October <laughs> for uh, Gem and the Holograms issue 8. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter and Tumblr. We are at Gem Jam at Just about it. We're at Gem Jam Cast on Twitter. We are also a Patreon-supported podcast. If you like what we do and you want to give us a couple of bucks, that would be super cool. And he was on another podcast, you guys. Go yeah. listen to my wife talk about Sailor Moon. Right. I was on two episodes of Sailor Business, which will be coming out over the next two Mondays. If you like the Gem Jam, Sailor Business is basically that, but with Sailor Moon, you're kind of inspired to uh, talk about Gem and the Holograms because Sailor Business does that every week and we needed to share Gem and the Holograms with everyone, particularly Kit. I am overjoyed with what you've brought into my life. Chris Sims, one of the hosts, is also a gigantic Gem fan, so we talk about uh, Gem for like the first 15 minutes of the uh, of the first episode. But you can look forward to that in the next couple of weeks. Uh, we will definitely plug it on our social media feeds when that comes out. So until next time, dear listeners, I'm Annie. I'm Kit. I'm Mr. Annie. And this has been the Gem Jam where we remind you, do or do not, there is no outrageous.